Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining me right now, and uh, I really enjoy listening to what this man has to say, is Avi, Mike Ben Avi, and uh, he's a former Israel police and IDF member and researcher of counterterrorism. Good morning, Avi. How are you? How are you? Good morning, Kathy. I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good. There's just too many things happening here in studio. I apologize, Mike. Um, Netanyahu, okay. help me understand this. You know, I need things explained really, really simply. I've got this five-year-old in my brain that needs to understand things really simply. So Netanyahu comes out with a statement and he says, the Palestinian Authority, like Hamas, wants to destroy us, but in stages. Um, yes. What does that mean? I thought that they were, that uh, they were friends, was, that, that, that Israel was going to appoint them as, as custodians or as a government in, in Gaza after the war. Uh, no, there are some voices in the Israeli uh, left-wing parties that suggest that because they don't have any other alternatives. But Netanyahu is pretty much saying what most of Israelis are now waking up to. You know, uh, the problem is is that the convention, which, you know, the Hamas convention, which calls to the physical destruction of the state of Israel, yes. is the same identical convention that the PLO has, which means... The make Israel uh, illegitimize Israel pretty much, saying that they don't have the right to exist, saying that Judaism is a religion, not a nationality, and therefore they can never agree to a Jewish state next to them. So instead of destroying Israel uh, head on, like Hamas is trying to do, they're using the tactic of uh, you know negotiations and slowly taking more and more territories. And when they're strong enough, they'll do exactly what uh, Hamas did in October 7th. How are you coping with all of this? Because you, as an analyst, would see the world differently to how you know how we would see it. I mean, do you see this and, and see mistakes being made? Is there anything that's happening that's alarming you, Mike? Well. It, here, I, I tell you the truth, honestly, I see, as a researcher, I see it from its core. Um, you know, you can't, you can't try to politicize this conflict. You can't even try to rationalize this conflict. This is not a normal conflict when, yes. when both parties are happy, they can coexist. This is, you know, the question you have to ask is, and they say it themselves, not just me, will Islam accept non-Muslims uh, living or ruling or having their own country in what they call an Islamic uh, sacred ground. Th that's what it boils down to. And uh, until this is, and, and this is something that unfortunately cannot be settled. Um, you know, we can have even the, the peace that Israel has with Egypt and Jordan. You know, you know how many Egyptian tourists Israel had in the past um, 40 years, 50 years? No. Well, 30, 40 years, none, none, not even one. Because if you're an Egyptian and you go to Israel as a tourist, you can get prosecuted and go to jail in Egypt. And we're supposed to have peace with them. You know what the best-selling book in Egypt is? Hitler's Mein Kampf. They worship Hitler, and we're supposed to have peace with them. So the hatred is very rooted. It's a religious conflict. It's not a political conflict. And until we realize that, We'll never even be able to come up with a solution. It's so interesting because, I mean, you mentioned, um, you know, the PLO, the PLO Fatah. Uh, the PLO Fatah, the roots of, of, of that was in the, the, the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, 
who his his absolutely poisonous ideology towards Jews it's 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 all documented in the in the Nuremberg um trial in the transcripts um yeah it's absolutely incredible how that his legacy and he has left this unbelievable unbelievably powerful legacy but i wonder how many people around the world realize that that's where it comes from you know um this um the the muslim world is calling this uh, this war operation al aqsa flood um the idea of jews wanting to flood the al aqsa mosque was actually the grand muftis of jerusalem i mean that's where that's where it came yes. from the jews have never wanted to flood al aqsa mosque right or or the or the temple mount in any event Kathy, you are absolutely right, if I may. I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, you ask how come the world or the, doesn't see that uh, from this historical perspective. But I'm asking how come Jews in Israel, in Jerusalem, in particular in the Yad Vashem Museum, which is supposed to be the, the biggest, most important museum to document the Holocaust, they don't even bring in the picture and the fact that the Mufti... Hajamin al-Husseini was his name, was a Nazi SS officer, a general. He was awarded general by Eichmann himself. And you know, his ideology, his, his intention to send Jews to the gas chambers happened way before Israel even existed as a sovereign state. So the PLO, you know, what is the initials? The Palestinian, the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Now, who did they want to liberate what, what do they want to liberate? They want to liberate Israel from the Jews. That's exactly what they say loudly above any stage, especially in Arabic. In English, they'll tell the world what the world wants to hear. In Arabic, they tell their people their true intentions. And I suggest your listeners to even go and YouTube that, what they say. They don't want Jews to live in Israel, not even on a one inch of land. Yeah, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free of Jews. That's That's what it is. Yeah. So, how do you understand this? I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen with Gaza after after the war? What would? All right. Look, you you don't have an you're not an oracle, but what would you like to see happen? Well, what would I like to see is first of all, uh, I'm a realist. I know that you cannot de- kick out or deport or remove by force almost two million people, one point seven million people. However. Uh, you know, I would love to, the United States to put pressure on Egypt to open up its border and to settle most of them there. But those who decide to stay, I think that it should be some sort of a local government, which is going to be strictly civilian, with secure borders, uh, and the UN even in the borders with the IDF, making sure nobody is smuggling any weapons in there. And it's just going to be an autonomy, you know, uh, that they govern themselves. People who are not radicals, people who just want to, you know, to, to, to just live and provide for themselves and families. And that's the only thing, because Hamas is not just a military force. Hamas is an ideology, and you can, can never remove that from their hearts. What you can do is remove their weapons, remove their tools that they have to fulfill what they have in their heart, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I can never remove their hatred, but I can remove any type of weapons they can use against me with that hatred. And that's what should happen in Gaza. 
Mike, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your insights. And I'm actually going to ask Harry if we can maybe speak to you again soon. I'd be very interested to know your opinions. It's just because we don't have time now um, to get your opinion on the Palestinian workers returning to Israel to work. So, Absolutely, uh, anytime. All right, anytime. I'd like to speak to you about that. Thank you so much. That is Mike Ben-Avi. He's a former Israel police and IDF member and a researcher of counter-terrorism. He's a good person to speak to if we want insight on uh, on terrorism in general and terrorism in Israel specifically.